Steph. Hey, Bryce. Do you reckon Gang Gang is going to be much longer? I mean, it's lovely out here in the bush, but I've got to get back to Squiz Kids HQ kind of soonish and get back to work. Ah, uh, look, here he comes now. Sorry to keep you both waiting. There was quite a crowd at the pirate cancer tree. And once I got stuck into those berries and got squawking with my friends, I completely lost track of time. No worries, Gang Gang. I hope you were telling them about referendums. Yeah, Gang Gang. I hope you were busy sharing all the cool new stuff you learned about referendums in the last episode. What the Constitution is, what a referendum is, and the sorts of issues that Australians have voted on in the past. There's just so much noise and fuss and bother down here in Canberra at the moment around the whole referendum thing. I feel like I understand it all now just a little bit better. Well, that's good to hear, Gang Gang. And that's in no small part thanks to the fact that Steph works at the Museum of Australian Democracy in Old Parliament House here in Canberra. I know some excellent gum trees near there. I'm sure you do. And there aren't too many people who can explain to kids as well as Steph can how our system of government works. Excellent. Then maybe she can explain to me why, if there have been 44 referendums, only eight have passed. That is an excellent question, Gang Gang. And it's got something to do with the fact that there are some pretty big hurdles that have to be jumped over for a referendum to pass. And why is that, Steph? Well... If we're changing something as important as the Constitution, which is what a referendum has the power to do, and if the Constitution is the rule book by which Australia is run, as we discussed in the last episode, then you want to make sure that it's something that is only done if the majority of Australians are in favour of the change. Well, that's easy. Surely you just count everyone's votes and if there are more yes votes than there are no votes, then the yes side wins, right? Well, not quite. And here's where it gets a bit complicated. Oh dear, I was worried you were going to say that. Okay, let me just get my listening ears on. So, you understand the concept of a majority, right? In the case of a vote, it's when there are more votes for one side than there are for the other. Okay, so far so clear. In order for a referendum to succeed in Australia, a majority of Australians need to vote yes across the entire country. And a majority of the states need to also vote yes, meaning Four out of six states need to have a majority of yes votes. Okay, you lost me there a little bit. Back it up a bit. It is a little bit tricky, Bryce, and I'll try and break it down for you. So there are about 26 million people in Australia, right? Mm -hmm. And of those 26 million, around 8 million are under the age of 18. So they're not able to vote, yes? And don't worry, Squiz Kids, your turn will come. It will indeed. Now that leaves us with around 18 million Australians who will be voting in the referendum. 18 million people giving a yes or no answer to whatever the question might be being asked. Okie doke. Now, if over 9 million people vote yes, across all our states and territories, 
then that is a majority. So that means the referendum succeeds. Ah, uh, not so fast, gang gang. Because we're voting to change the rule book by which our country is run, there's an extra hurdle that has to be jumped. In fancy adult speak, another threshold that must be met. Because we want to make absolutely positively sure that the change is something that most Australians want. And what exactly is that extra hurdle, Steph? Well, Bryce, there needs to also be a majority of states voting yes. You're losing me now. Australia is made up of six states and two territories, right? Oh, I know this one. The six states are Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania, South Australia and Western Australia. And the two territories are the Northern Territory and the Australian Capital Territory, where we are now. Well done. Someone has been paying attention in class, Bryce. But you're only talking about the states here, right? That's correct, Bryce. To make doubly sure Australians want to change to the Constitution, we also need four out of the six states to have a majority of people voting yes. You keep mentioning the states, Steph, but what about the territories? Ah, good point, gang gang. The votes of the people living in the ACT and Northern Territory and any other of Australia's external territories count towards the national majority only. Ah, I see. Thanks, Steph, even if that is a little bit tricky. It is, Bryce. It's about making sure all voters can have their voice heard. A double majority makes sure there is support for a change across the country and that voters within every state, regardless of the state's population, have an equal say on the change. So what happens on voting day? Well, the federal government picks a Saturday and people all over the country head off to their local school, community centre or polling place including public buildings like the Museum of Australian Democracy, and cast their vote. So this is where they get asked a question, right? Yep, that's correct. The referendum question or questions passed by Parliament are published on a ballot paper. Each person's name is marked off the electoral roll when they arrive to vote. And they're given a ballot paper. Each voter then goes into a private little cardboard cubicle And in the privacy of the cubicle, they cast their vote, which is to say they write yes or no on the ballot paper to answer the question. So you're saying voters need to think carefully about the question and decide if they want to write yes or no to change the constitution. That's absolutely right, gang gang. But Steph, say voters agree to the change and there is a double majority. What happens then? Ah, in that case, Bryce... The people have spoken and the change can be made to the constitution. The proposed alteration is then presented to the Governor-General for the King's assent, which is a fancy way of saying it is signed off and the referendum is complete. Wow, it's a huge process to go through. Thanks, Steph, for talking us through it. I feel smarter already. So, gang gang, does that clear things up? Does that explain why there is so much fuss and bother in your beloved Canberra right now? It does make sense now, but honestly, I 
haven't heard this much flapping about since my cousin discovered that secret bunch of pyracantha trees in bloom. Oh, what a feast we had that day. Sounds fascinating. You'll have to tell me the whole story sometime soon. Off you go, buddy. And don't forget, to all the Squiz kids listening out there, if you want to learn more about the Constitution and referendums and how they work, we've stuck a bunch of really useful links in the episode notes, including a link to the website for the Museum of Australian Democracy, which is a rich source of excellent info. Plus, you'd be mad if you didn't check out the excellent classroom worksheets that we've produced to go along with this podcast. The perfect way to consolidate everything you've just listened to. Righto, Steph. I guess it's time to head back to work. Thanks for taking the time to explain everything. Uh, no worries, Bryce. Squeeze kids may not be able to vote just yet, but Australia's democracy still belongs to them. Indeed it does. Now, will you help me wrap up this podcast series with our traditional Squiz Kids sign-off? <gasps> sure thing. Now get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out. Over and out.